Before we jump into uh, announcements, there's a, the word of the day is plethora, because we have a plethora of announcements. And uh, coming off of uh, Good Friday and Easter, I just, I just as we kind of springboard into the rest of the year together, and before we know it, you know, we'll be planning Christmas Eve service all over again, right? Um, but as you, as you hear really what the Lord is doing through these announcements, I, I pray that it will put a smile on your face that the Lord is doing some wonderful things here, like across the board in all the ministries. And when we do announcements, you know, I know, you know, that it's always a challenge in, in churchdom, you know, how do you make announcements engaging? How do you keep people focused? Because, you know, we know a lot of times it's announcement time and everyone, you know, you know. <laughs> I really want to flip the script and, and encourage you when you hear an announcement, even though it doesn't pertain to you necessarily, celebrate that God's doing something. That we're, that we're even able, with the facility and with the resources God has given, to do his work, his kingdom work. So there's a lot, and, and I really pray that even as we do the announcements, that God would be speaking to you. That maybe it's a way for you in a month, a week, whatever, to, to engage in this church family differently. Okay, so uh, I just want you to know that you know, there's going to be quite a few today, but really celebrate what God is doing across the board in all the ministries. Amen? Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's already here. That's sort of funny. Um, we, we do have a, a lot of announcements, but usually at the very first of the month, we celebrate birthdays. But somebody told me that they have a birthday today, and I don't want to front them off, but her name is Janet. <laughs> and her, her daughter, Kimmy, ratted her out. So you can thank your daughter for that. So happy birthday, Janet. Um, I want to talk I did a little bit about a celebration of last, last week when we celebrated on the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. It was such a great day. I don't know about you guys, but it was so much fun. We had the best time just celebrating from Good Friday to um, Saturday. If you, didn't, if you missed it on Saturday, there was an egg extravaganza in Libby Park that my wife, Kim, was actually part of the play with. They sort of asked um, my wife, hey, can you help out behind the scenes? They, she goes, sure. He goes, here's the main role of a play. So that's redemption. But we had the best time there. And then Easter service here was just off the hook. It was such a great celebration. And I mean, we had, I think it was 1,400 eggs. And we didn't tell anybody, but there was money in some of them because somebody decided to put dollar bills in 100 of the eggs and... Somebody had to up them. They put a couple 20s in there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, we don't approve of gambling here, just to let you know. But it was just a, a, an unbelievable celebration that day. I mean, we had such a great time just celebrating, you know, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. So for all of you that helped out, thank you so much. It was a very much a team effort. We had people here all weekend setting up and breaking down. So thank you for everyone that volunteered. Um, the next announcement I have is for Team Challenge. If you don't know... Teen Challenge, we come alongside of Teen Challenge in so many different ways. Um, we have ladies that go down and pray with them on a monthly basis. Um, and then we go down a few times a year and we do service for them at their facility. Which is, um, when we go down to bless them, then we end up being blessed just hearing their stories because they all have their stories of addiction and everything. And they're on the One Step program, and that's Jesus Christ. And it's just a great program they have. So, saying that, on the 30th, we're going to have Team Challenge come here. Breakfast slide. This is next Sunday. If you come next Sunday, you don't see a bunch of girls here. It's the following. It's the 30th. <laughs> so, 
I should be looking at the monitor, but I'm not. Um, so on the 30th, please invite, it's a great um, service to invite friends. I mean, it's, you know, they, it's not like a regular church service. They come up and they tell their stories and how Jesus evolved, how they affected their lives. So please invite people, and we're going to be truly blessed by them. And also, too, they have a little stand set up. They sell succulents. And it, it's sort of, they have an uh, individual testimony to each one of the succulents. So, and it's a fundraiser for them to support their program. So please come and join us in two weeks on the 30th. And now we're going to see a video on women's ministry, and that's all I know. <laughs> oh, I'm Kathy, and I wanted to tell you about a few events that the women's ministry team is planning. Uh, as you can see, I'm at the Ojai Meadows Preserve. Uh, it's right next door to Nordoff High School. And uh, last year, we volunteered with the Ojai Valley Land Conservancy, and we helped at uh, preserve the trails at the river. Uh, Ventura River Bottom. This year we're going to be at the uh, Ojai Meadows, uh, again right next to Nordoff, uh, also maintaining some trails in this area. Um, just a beautiful place to be in Ojai and so we wanted to uh, volunteer in our community and this is one way that we're doing that. So it, the event will be April 29th at 9 a.m. to about 11 a.m. We will meet at the uh, parking lot at the St. Thomas Church, which is right next door. So in the very back of the parking lot, 9 a.m., April 29th, we will meet there, and all are invited. And I want to say that last year we had families come out, and it was a great event for kids. Kids can run around here as well. So it's a great event for kids to come and help and be part of this, and as well as anybody who would like to come. So all are welcome. All are invited on April 29th. The other event I'd like to tell you about is that the women are planning to have a worship evening together. And that's on May 6th at 7 o'clock at the well in the Commons. Uh, and it is, is just for women. Uh, and it's just being about an hour, about uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock. We're going to have a time of uh, singing together, worship with uh, Shiloh, Gloria, and Maya. We'll have some brief uh, sharing on worship and prayer and a time to pray together as well. So as many women can come, uh, it's going to be a great event. I'm very excited, looking forward to that. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, email me. Uh, and also, uh, all, this, all the information will be on the church website. Thanks. All right. Let's give it up for Kathy. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Um, if you guys don't know me, I'm Isaac. I help with the youth here with Crossroads. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm just here to give a praise report for the, uh, for the Mario Kart tournament that we had last Friday. We have a few pictures here. Yeah, we did a Mario Kart tournament, and then right after the tournament, we shipped all the students to the collection and watched the movie. And I'd say it's a 7 out of 10 movie. I recommend it. It's pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to say Tuesday... We do have youth group. That's the high school youth group. And then Wednesday, we have the normal youth group. And yeah, now we have Randy and Bill. Well, it's our turn. Mutton Jeff. Brother. We are here to promote the Solely Businessmen's Conference in Fraser Park. You're really tall. You don't have any shoes on. I don't like shoes. It's for everybody. Very diverse. 
Very diverse. Step over here. Here we go. Go ahead, brother. No, I'm good. You go ahead. You with me? Yeah. Well, today is a very important day at 2 o'clock. It's the registration hour begins online. For what? Solely business conference. Oh, solely business. Uh, What's solely business? Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Oh. There's not a lot, uh, you know, that I can share. It's a men's conference. Oh. There's a lot going on. Oh. There's uh, cabins to sleep in. Cabins. Right? Some sort of padding through the bed. You bring your own... Bunk beds? Kind of. Get there early to get a bottom bunk. Can't really share a lot of detail. Oh. It's an opportunity for the brothers to spend time and grow the relationship with Jesus. It's a men's ministry thing? It's a men's ministry thing. But I'm thinking that if it's a men's ministry thing, um, isn't it kind of like for the women? Well, yeah, because when the men come home, that's definitely for the women. Ah, that's what I was thinking, There's you see, because I'm always wondering about that. So the men get together and do a men's ministry thing, but it's the women that really um, enjoy the benefits of what God does. Why right? don't you share with them about the business part of solely business? Well, I don't know about that. Well, there isn't any. Oh, that's, the, that's why. It's a whole faux thing to... Yeah. Tax deduction. Well, why don't we just right? show them what happens? Let's do that. Okay. We've got a couple of minutes. Uh, Let's just show you what happens, men. Pay attention, men. failed me all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head oh I will sing of the goodness of God Of the goodness 
So there you go, man. That's just a little brief uh, synopsis of what we see up in the mountains for solely business. And that's what's happening is that this solely business thing is really about an opportunity for men to get together, 160 men on a mountain with no cell phones, no technology, no nothing but you and your heavenly father for 48 hours. It's awesome. Amen? Amen. Brother. What else do they have a lot of there? There you uh, there's go. A there's, man, a... there's a man who speaks from experience right there. You saw a little bit of that. There you you can't show solely slides. So there's two there. kinds of food at solely business. The food that fills you here and the most important food that fills you here, hence solely business. So put up that slide. Men, this happens right now three times a year, and today is a day to sign up. And solely business has a T-shirt that I should have worn today, but I didn't because I'm not very organized, right? They didn't have one in triple extra large or I'd have worn one. <laughs> On the front of this shirt, it says, absolutely. I love that. And I was wearing that shirt one day and somebody walked up to me and said, absolutely what? And I turned around and on the back, it says, man of God. I love that. So if you are a man of God or if you would desire to be a man of God, if you want to spend 48 hours with your heavenly father, this is the place to come. And Today, just be one of the guys. Just be one of the guys. Yeah, it's just one of the guys from all different walks of life. We're all just, we're all just guys in the mountains together. It's a great opportunity. There is a sign-up. Now, pay attention to this slide, guys, because... Um, I'm sure many of you at 2 o'clock today are going to sign up. This thing fills up very quickly, very quickly. So today at 2 o'clock, the sign-ups start. If you want to go to Solely Business, and I highly recommend that you do because absolutely, right? Who wouldn't want to spend 48 hours to hear from their Heavenly Father in the mountains? It's a beautiful thing. So you can go to influencersbakersfield.org. And when you get there today at 2 o'clock, because I know you're all going to do this, you're going to tag events, and it's going to say solely business, and you're going to tag that solely business on your computer, and it's going to say register and paid for June 2 through 4. You got between now and 2 o'clock to pray about going to solely business on June 2nd through the 4th. Pray about it. Listen for your Heavenly Father to tell you what you should do. And if he tells you to go, sign up. And you can register and pay. And if you can't pay, if there's some reason that you cannot afford to go, it's 250 bucks for the weekend. Do not let that be an obstacle. There are plenty of opportunities to have that provided for. Okay? So, and having you can said that, without paying. you can register without paying. Absolutely. You don't have to pay today. You can just register, just register today. So do that today, guys. Prayerfully consider going to Solely Business. It's a great opportunity. Randy and I have been doing this for, for a number of years now. Uh, some of the guys here have gone. If you have any questions today before the sign-up starts at 2 o'clock, you can, you can uh, check with him. <laughs> Or me. I'll check with them. Yeah. I'll be online registering. Yeah, at 2 o'clock we'll be registering because we, we register uh, as, as participants. We're hosts, okay? And so uh, we will be registering at 2 o'clock. But if you have any questions, check with us. Absolutely. Amen? Man of God. Amen. Absolutely. All right. That's at Fraser Park, right? Oh, how long is the drive in case one of the guys, someone's wondering? What's it usually? Okay. Yeah, it's just right there. So I really encourage you. Um, gentlemen, pray about it. 
seriously. And uh, a couple other announcements. We mentioned yesterday uh, Pat's memorial. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to attend, it is on our YouTube channel. And so we do have a YouTube channel. I just wanted to kind of make you aware of that as well. Uh, some of you may not know. So we have uh, every Sunday service is up there. And then even Pat, not just Pat's, but other memorial services are on there. So um, you can take advantage of that. And finally, uh, Mark wanted to re- remind us all that on May 7th, we have a Homes of Hope barbecue fundraiser. Uh, we are going to be building two homes in Tijuana, right? Tijuana in June. And so uh, as part of that, we'd love to invite you to come on out and uh, help kind of support that. All the money is going to go to to the homes and everything that's necessary. Uh, Mark asks, if you would please sign up at the welcome card and put your name and just how many people will be in your party. Uh, that way we can help plan for the food. This morning we're going to uh, continue uh, in the Gospel of Mark. And it just so happens, again, how God works this out, that it, 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 the timing is perfect, coming off of Resurrection Sunday. And there was a quote that we shared uh, towards the end of last Sunday, on Easter Sunday, and I want to start with that one. And it says this, too many Christians are betweeners. They live between Egypt and Canaan, saved but never satisfied. Or they live between Good Friday and Easter, Believing in the cross, but not entering into the power and glory of the resurrection. It's a powerful quote. It makes you think, right? Because we had this incredible celebration, great music, and, and lots happening. And it was all about this supernatural event called the resurrection. And, and in that quote, they're saying, well, you know, many of us would, would affirm what happened on Good Friday and very, be very thankful, and then we would celebrate and affirm what happened on Sunday as, as Jesus rose from the dead. But that quote is saying, well, why do many of us then live in Saturday? Why, why, why are we what they would call here Saturday Christians? Not that you're not saved, but, but there seems to just be something that, that's not quite adding up. Right to living in newness of life and the power of the resurrection. In fact, Charles Spurgeon says this regarding the power of the resurrection. Many Christians do not know this power or they only know it from a distance. God wants resurrection life to be real in the life of the believer. Think about that. God wants resurrection life, the same power that he used to raise Jesus from the dead, he wants in the lives of his children. And that springboards Good Friday and Easter to April 16, 2023. Okay, that makes this day different. And every day different moving forward as a believer. Every day, God desires you and I to live in the power of the resurrection. So how... It's 10.37. How you been doing so far today? Is this, is this a resurrection power morning for you? Or did you just wake up, go through your Sunday routine, because you got it, I'm good, this is what I do, and even to that very second I said that, you're like, oh, I didn't even give a second thought to resurrection power today. My life's kind of good right now. We're going to church. We need resurrection power at church? Right? Yeah, I know we do, right? But how aware are we? And, and why? Okay, if it's available, if this supernatural resurrection power is available and God wants us to experience it daily for success and victory over issues and transformation and, and he gets all the glory, 
what is the disconnect? What is the disconnect? It's almost like, you know, uh, pick your favorite billionaire, and they say, hey, you know what? In that room right there, it's, 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 it's just loaded with cash, and it's all available to you. And you'd be like, oh, let me think about that. Let me think about that. Bills paid, good. Just, just went, got it, Bill. Got, I got it for the month. Thank you, but no thank you. Right? I, I got my needs met. Thank you. I got a little surplus of 10 bucks. So I'm good this month, but thank you for the offer that on the other side of that is unlimited cash. That's, why do we do that? Why do we do that spiritually? We, we sort of, we get to this place where we're good and we call it good and maybe blessed. And God says, I want you to, res- I want you to experience so much more. And you're like, I like living month to month spiritually. I'm a month to monther. You know, and if we just barely cross the line spiritually, I'm good. Thanks for the offer. I'm good. Why do we do that? You know, and and there, there, there's, there's layers to that, but, but what we look at in, in the Gospel of Mark today, I think, will come bring us back to the basics, and I'm, my prayer for us is that you, you'll leave here changed, because you can. Like, literally what we're going to study today can transform you before you get up. Like, even in the middle of service, it can transform you. And so, to kind of maybe focus on one reason that some of us say thank you to no thank you to door number two over here, Right? is we live in what I call the natural world, right? And to, to, to kind of have a, you know, if you've been with me any length of time, I try to, you know, be very teachable, very tactile, and, and try to do things that engage all the senses. So we tried this numerous times, and we're going to try it right now. Every time I, I, every time I try something, it's a bit risky. So we're going to try, uh, Reagan, if, you, if you're back there, we're going to try to raise these blinds like halfway. Now, they're very temperamental. If they don't work, it's not Reagan's fault. I just want to say it is not Reagan's fault. We tried this. We're going to raise these blinds just a bit here. Just a tad. We'll go about halfway. Everyone's pulling for the one that left, got left behind. Come on. You can do it. You can do it. Hang in there. Okay. Now, part of the challenge that we're not necessarily potentially experiencing this resurrection life is right here. Because, see, we live in what many of us would call, the, the, that's the real world out there. The natural world, right? Flesh and blood, our cars, we've got to put gas in them, there's trees. And so we live in that. We live in that. And God is calling us to live in the supernatural world, resurrection power. But we're raised, and all we know is that. And if we're not careful, we compartmentalize. There's natural, and there's the real world, and then there's church. We have compartments. So when you you come here, you enjoy worship, you hear the word of God, but what can happen is right when we say amen, ready, break, and by the time you get up and you walk out that door, you just compartmentalize. You leave it all here, and now you're going into the quote-unquote real world. There is no distinction as a believer. If you are a Bible-believing follower of Jesus, 
We live concurrently 24-7, 365 in two worlds, the natural and the supernatural. That's what we're called to do. And if you maybe were raised very self-reliant, independent, you, you, even success in your life in the natural world before you came to Jesus, the ideas of needing a supernatural world because you're a self-made man or self-made woman, maybe that's part of the challenge, Right? Our challenge also in church is this. We, if you, I don't know if you've ever been here early enough when the blinds are up, but we try to do this in church, and I, and I could see how this can kind of mess you up a little bit. So you come here, and we do all our best to remove distractions, right? So inadvertently, maybe this is the problem too. Uh, Reagan, we're going we're gonna to lower those. So what we, what we kind of do is right before service starts, we lower the blinds to remove distractions, to lessen the light and the glare. And if we're not careful, I don't know if we're communicating to you two compartments. We're compartmentalizing. Come to church, worship God, hear from God's word. We actually physically can't see the real world. We're kind of in a cocoon and then we send you out to the real world. I don't know if that's, if that's creating a weird compartmentalization. Because Jesus, with his disciples, he was in the real world all the time. He was teaching them as they were walking, as they were going, hey, you see that tree? Hey, watch this. Boom, you know? Come up on somebody. Hey, be healed. Boom. And they're like, right? He feeds all these people. It's dirty. It's messy. People are complaining, whatever. It's real world gospel, real world power, real world miracles. And they're like, dude. And then we say, no, come to church. Come here. And we're going to put you in rows. And then when it's time to start, we're going to close everything off. And we're going to do our best not to give you any feedback. And we're going to have everything really edited, really nice. Right? And we're going to eliminate any imperfections of the world. And we're going to listen to Jesus, and we're going to listen to his word, and it's all good. But then when you go out there to a fallen, broken, imperfect world... You might be going like, I can't wait to get back to that Disneyland at 1290 grand. And I get real concerned about that. As a, I did youth ministry for years and years. And we worked really hard um, to give the kids a place where they could have fun. And it was, you know, craziness. And then we would have great worship and the word. And I always wondered in the back of my head if we're setting these kids up for Disneyland Christianity. For Christianity on a hype experiential level. That every time they come to church for youth group, we want them to have a good time and know Jesus because it's fun and exciting and lights and crazy games and all that. And in the back of my mind, I always wondered if we're setting them up to think of Jesus and church as Disneyland. And it's all hype and it's fun and it's games. And then they go back to their broken homes and peer pressure, and everything they're dealing with, and it's not hype, and it's not fun. In fact, it's messy, and it's painful. And then they want to come to church and talk about Jesus, and it's just fun, fun. And I just wonder in church them if, we can, if we're actually creating compartments. Whereas Jesus, again, he said, come follow me, right? And they, his disciples followed him. In the real world. And so 
I was wondering, and I, and I said, you know, we put the blinds up when we look out there. And again, maybe the challenge, maybe the box that limits your victory and your victorious living in the power of the resurrection is a compartment. There's a natural, and then there's the spiritual. If, if, if you're a follower of Christ, they're right there all the time. Our challenge, our challenge is to figure out how they blend and how they mix, right? Because how many of us have been having a really good time with the Lord and things are going really well, right? And suddenly something happens and you slide back into the old person. Anyone? Old way of thinking, old way of talking, old way of doing things. Well, what happened? You were in, everything was going good, right? So sometimes it's based on circumstance as well. When circumstances are good, we kind of live, we tend to be more in the spiritual, supernatural, things are trusting God, we're praying. Things go bad, we slide into the natural, right? And then it's me, and I got to deal with this, and da 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 And sometimes we're doing this, where if we can learn, and this is part of our sanctification, to walk in wholeness, shalom, right? Shalom is completeness and wholeness, okay? And so we're going to look at that today in, in the gospel of Mark. And I just kind of want to layer that because, again, God wants us to live in victory. The victory of the power of the resurrection, that doesn't mean we don't have trials. It doesn't mean things don't go wrong or, or we even mess up. It just means at the core, at the root of our being as followers of Jesus, we know who we are in Christ, that we are more than conquerors. Right? It has everything to do with how you engage the world, how you move into the world. And again, some of us, if you're honest, you wake up and you engage the world with more of a natural mindset. Not the supernatural, not the spiritual. The spiritual comes in when you really need it. Right? When things go really bad, then we get all spiritual, right? Other than that, eh, we, tend, we tend to lean more towards the natural human effort. I got this, okay? So in Mark 1, we're going to read 1, 1 through 8 to kind of bring us back up to speed. It says this, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God, as it is written in Isaiah the prophet, behold, I send my messenger before your face who will prepare your way. The voice of one crying in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, make his paths straight. John appeared, baptizing in the wilderness and proclaiming a baptism of repentance for the forgiveness of sins. And all the country of Judea and all Jerusalem were going out to him and were being baptized by him in the river Jordan, confessing their sins. Now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached, saying, After me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And so it kind of catches up to speed. You know, John the Baptist was sent as a herald, really calling people to repentance and preparation of their heart because Jesus was coming, right? The last time we were together and we went through this, we saw that many, a lot of people, Heard John's preaching about repentance. They were touched in their heart. They came out in, in droves. 
And they were baptized, confessing their sin as a, as a fruit, as a sign, outward symbol that, yes, we get it, John. We need a Savior. We need a Savior. We, we are sinners. We need a Savior. And we come to you in repentance that, that we're turning, right? Remember, repentance is a turn. We're turning. We need this Savior that you're talking about. Remember, John's ministry was preparatory. Okay, so they're coming out. They're hearing it. They're getting baptized, confessing their sins as a fruit that message received, okay? And then John says this, right? We'll focus on verses six through eight. He says, now John was clothed with camel's hair and wore a leather belt around his waist and ate locusts and wild honey. And he preached saying, after me comes he who is mightier than I, the strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to stoop down and untie. I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. It's that verse 8, the last part of there. It says, I have baptized you with water, but he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. John says, I baptized you. You came out, put you in the Jordan River, right? The natural water. I don't know how hot or cold it was, but you came out. I baptized you with water, but he, speaking of Jesus, when he comes, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. And in that verse right there, the natural and the supernatural are right against each other. I'm baptizing you in the element of water. The guy coming, he's going to baptize you with the Holy Spirit. That baptism of the Holy Spirit brings this verse to April 16, 2023. Because that verse applies to every believer since Pentecost. So just kind of tuck this in the back of your head. I'll ask this question and. Just tuck it away. Have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? And if so, what does that mean? What should it mean? What should it mean? This baptism of the Holy Spirit, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna focus on that because, again, this matters to us. This is a supernatural, miraculous thing that Jesus came to do that applies to every believer. Every believer. And if you understand this, if you really just understand the baptism of the Holy Spirit, the natural and the supernatural and your victory life will all make so much more sense. It, 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 that, that hard line, if there's a hard line between the natural and supernatural right now in your life, understanding the baptism of the Holy Spirit will hopefully bring them together. In unity. In unity. Okay? So this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, back in Ezekiel, they were speaking about the new covenant. They talked about this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that was to come. Ezekiel 36, 27. I will put my spirit in you so that you will follow my decrees and be careful to obey my regulations. The same thing is said in Ezekiel 37, 14. So even in the Old Testament... Speaking about the coming new covenant through Jesus, there's a specific promise in there that the Spirit, the Holy Spirit's going to come and he's going to be in. We're going to be indwelt by the third person of the Trinity, God the Holy Spirit. Jesus, in Acts 1, right, he had been resurrected. He's hanging out with his boys, right? He says this, During the 40 days after he suffered and died, he appeared to the apostles from time to time. And he proved to them in many ways that he was actually alive. And he talked to them about the kingdom of God. 
Once, when he was eating with them, he commanded them, Do not leave Jerusalem until the Father sends you the gift he promised. As I told you before, John baptized with water, but in just a few days, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. This is Jesus telling them. There's a coming baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? And we all know that that was glorious fulfilled, fulfilled on, in Acts 2 on the day of Pentecost. Amen? Right? Day of Pentecost, Holy Spirit shows up. Boom! Right? That's a game changer. That's a game changer for you and I today. That's a game changer for you and I, will, how we'll live our life, how we'll face everything that happens, good, bad, and everything in between. That's a game changer moment, this baptism of the Holy Spirit. Have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit? What is that? Do I have to do something? Is that, is that, when does that happen? Is that only for the A team, the people up on the stage? Who, who gets this Holy Spirit? Who gets this baptism? Is there a class? Is there a class? Is, do they fill up the tub? And is, right? Have you been baptized with the Holy Spirit. And if you say yes, what does that really mean then? What, what, what should it mean? What's the implications of that, right? And, and I know in churchdom that the, when it comes to the Holy Spirit, believe me, I know how big the spectrum is, right? But let me try to simplify it, and, and we're not going to try to get um, distracted and pulled off into too many tangents, okay? On one end of the, ex, one end of the uh, spectrum in the church that I've seen in 30 years of doing this, is that, and, and again, I'm not putting a value judgment, I'm just giving an observation. In the church, maybe on this end of the spectrum, are those who just want to know what's right. Doctrine heavy. Academic, studious. Maybe that's just the way, or again, no value judgment, just an emphasis. I've seen this. Tell me what's right. I got to know. I got to know. I got to know. Systematic theology. Da, 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 da. Just tell me what's right. I want to believe all the right stuff. Right? Head knowledge. Good. Nothing wrong with it. Just this is their emphasis. Head knowledge. Got it. I want to know. I want to know. I want to know. I want to be doctrinally sound. Okay? On the other end, emphasis on what we would call experience. Feelings. What they would, some would call mysticism. They believe the gospel, but now it's, oh, yes, it's just got to be experiential, and I got to go to church because it makes me feel good, and we got to have music, and we got to do choruses 10 times, and we got to, you know, and, and we got to have just, just everything, and then we need the lights just right, and we need the, that charismatic person because every time I go to church, I feel so good. I just want to know what's right. All that emotion stuff, okay, I get it. So That's boring, man. That's boring. Come on. Somewhere in between the well is somewhere right here. And that's my challenge. Right? Sometimes we go over here, it's like, oh, you're getting a little, getting a little teachy. Getting a little too hard. Oh, now you're legalistic. Getting legalistic here, Pastor Richie, because now you're talking about obedience, you know. Getting a little charismatic there, Pastor Richie. I'm watching. A lot more hands raised. You bring in the young crowd. I don't know about this touchy-feely music, you know. 
You know, this, it's getting real experiential. People actually starting to cry and, you know. I have been called everything from legalistic. Believe here's my world. And here's me trying to balance out these ends. I've been called everything from legalistic to light on sin. You guys just get in the word and you preach the word and you call everyone to faith. You guys are legalistic. You don't preach enough on sin. You're light on sin. Which video are you watching, bro? And this is the world when the redeemed and the imperfect get together. And sometimes, don't you sometimes wonder what father? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Angels, come here. Check this out. Look, look, look at my kids. We got the academics here. And we got the jumpers over here. <laughs> Can't they just get along? Can't they just get along? <laughs> so, wherever you land on that spectrum, I mean no disrespect, that's just an observation. And this is kind of a, my story. That hopefully you'll understand, through the baptism of the Holy Spirit, we are united as one in Christ. It is the baptism of the Holy Spirit that unites us. Now, churches stylistically may have different preferences of music, may have different emphasis on teaching styles and all that kind of stuff, maybe more uh, lecture-oriented, maybe very charismatic. The manifestations and personalities and styles and traditions, that's called denominations. And that's called preferences, And part of our challenge, and I love the elders dearly here, because we have to, as we weed through navigating and shepherding a church, our our number one responsibility is to be true, doctrinally true, and navigate what is doctrinal and what is important versus tradition and preference. And we understand right off the bat, there's no way you can please everybody. Impossible. Especially as a community church, which we love the diversity here. We love the diversity. We love being a community church, but I'll tell you, it does make it harder at times because we deal with preferences and traditions. And and there's nothing wrong with expressing that, but it just makes it really challenging to navigate at times, okay? So what do we do? And this is what we say. This is something that, you know, Bill uh, and the elders, we talk about. We, We stay the course, and we just try to stay... As best as we can, stay true to what God, God's word teaches. Okay? And so this baptism of the Holy Spirit, it's what unites us. It's what unites us. 1 Corinthians 15. Apostle Paul is, is really writing to us what, about the gospel. He says, I passed on to you what was most important, what had also been passed on to me. Christ died for our sins, just as the scripture said. He was buried and he was raised from the dead on the third day. Just as the scripture said. Why is that important? Because oftentimes we, we, we present the gospel as that, hey, here's good news. Jesus died for you. Jesus died for you. Really, the whole gospel is Jesus died and rose for you. Very important. Even in our presentation of the gospel, even in our very beginning understanding of the gospel, we leave out the resurrection. 
We stay on Good Friday. If you're a believer in Jesus, you are proclaiming the good news that Jesus Christ died for me and rose from the dead. It's that rose from the dead that kind of makes you a little uncomfortable. Because, see, we kind of get, because if you're a historian, you know that Romans crucified thousands. Right? Romans, they, they kind of created this thing so crucifixions weren't extraordinary. So when we say Jesus died for you on the cross, you might get this picture and you might be historically aware of crucifixion. So you're like, I affirm that. I get that. That's natural. But when you go to the whole gospel and you say Jesus died for you and rose from the dead, oh my gosh, now you're asking me to read something that puts me out of my comfort zone because now I have to actually say I believe in a resurrection. For some of us, you're more comfortable saying Jesus died for you, period, than Jesus died for you and rose from the dead. Whoa. Whoa, I get the died for you part. This whole resurrection thing, that makes me a little more uncomfortable, right? Do you really believe in this resurrection? So, so, so when the world says, you Christians, you believe in some supernatural crazy stuff, you actually say, yeah, I know. Isn't it kind of crazy? We actually believe in a resurrection. I've done plenty of memorials. I did a few here at Ojai Cemetery. I've done some down in Ventura. It's crazy when I go to, 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 to grave sites and I think about what I believe. That someone rose from the grave. You might. Maybe this is even this issue right here is why you're struggling. Maybe you haven't fully embraced what you say you believe, which is resurrection. Because if you truly believe Jesus rose from the dead, then it might just connect some dots that that's the same life he wants for you. So do you believe that good news? The good news of the resurrection. You got to believe them both. That's what Paul's saying in 1 Corinthians 15. The gospel is the death and resurrection, which is applied to us for the penalty of sin, but which is also applied to us for power over sin. Amen? Both of them apply on April 16, 2023. Maybe that will help you connect. What do you really believe? What do you really believe? Okay? Warren Wiersbe says this. The very power that raised Jesus from the dead is available for our daily lives. Christ has already won the victory over sin, death, the world, and Satan. God's people do not fight for victory, but from victory. All right, Randy, can I get an amen for that? Thank you, brother, because that's an amen. But see, some of you are still like, oh, if I could only get the resources to be victorious. You fight from victory. Well, what do you mean? Resurrection. Resurrection. It's there. It's, it's behind door number two. Right there. Right? It's right there. Resurrection. Boop. Why don't, we, why don't we enter? What's going on? Why aren't we all just like, you know, sardines in that room right now? There's resurrection power in there. Let's go. Right? Right? 
Ephesians 1. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for Thank you, thank you. For, okay, thank you. Let's personalize it. For, I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for, thank you, who believe him. This is the same mighty power that Christ raised, that raised Christ from the dead and seated him in the place of honor at God's right hand in the heavenly realms. On the authority of of the word of God, as a believer, you have power waiting for you. It's already there. It's already there. You don't have to make it to God's A-team. It's already there. According to there, right there. That's, my, that's, my, that's the basis. That's, that, that, that's all I have right there. Ephesians 1. S.L. Johnson says, what is the greatness of the power to us who believe? Well, look. It's the power that he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. The resurrection power that raised up the Lord Jesus Christ from the dead is the power that works in every single believer. Isn't that magnificent? The power of God that was wrought by God in Christ works in me. That's what bridges this world from the other side of that wall. We bring resurrection power and we celebrate it in the context of these walls with no distractions, really nice, and we bring it to that world. There is no leave it here. We don't leave resurrection power here at your seat and then you come back next Sunday and like, where did I leave that resurrection power? Oh yeah, here it is. You take it with you. And you, and you live a supernatural life in a natural world. And then the world says, I want that. That's the testimony. You bring the supernatural to the natural, wandering, broken, lost world, and they want Jesus too. They want Jesus too. But if we don't do that, and we come to church, and we leave here, and we go live natural lives, what does the world see? Someone who professes to be a Christian who is no different than them. You face trials and circumstances the same way that a non-believer does. What comes out of your mouth is the same thing that a non-believer says. Because why? Because we compartmentalized. There's church, and then there's the real world. And it's comfortable and it fits. The baptism of the Holy Spirit blows that all up. It just blows it up. Okay, so I asked you if you are baptized by the Holy Spirit, and many of you like nod your head. When did that happen? When did that happen? Because, you know, I'll let you off the hook. If you're a follower of Jesus, you have been baptized by the Holy Spirit. You have been. Okay? 1 Corinthians 12, 12 to 13. The human body has many parts, but the many parts make up one whole body. So it is with the body of Christ. Some of us are Jews, some are Gentiles, some are slaves, and some are free. But we have all been baptized into one body by one spirit, and we all share the same spirit. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, 
You have been baptized by the Spirit. You have the Holy Spirit. We all share the same Spirit. Right? 2 Corinthians 1. It is God who establishes us with you in Christ and has anointed us and who has also put his seal on us and given us his Spirit in our hearts as a guarantee. When you put your faith in Jesus, you are given the Holy Spirit as a seal and a guarantee that you belong to God. That lets you off the hook of trying to keep it together. You get what I'm saying? You are sealed with the Holy Spirit at the moment of salvation. You're sealed. Thank you. Right? And I love this verse, Ephesians 1. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And let's say this together. When you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised, and he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. It's when you believed in Christ You are baptized with the Holy Spirit. You receive, you are baptized, you are immersed in the Holy Spirit at the moment of salvation. Okay? We're talking about the baptism and the indwelling of the Holy Spirit. We're not talking about the gifts and manifestations. That's a whole other topic. And that's a whole other spectrum that I'm not going to touch with a 10-foot pole today. Okay? What we're talking about is as a believer, at the moment you put your faith in Jesus Christ, you experienced what Mark said you were going to experience and what they experienced at Pentecost. The Holy Spirit indwells you. You have been baptized with the Holy Spirit, which opens up to you door number two, resurrection power. It's there. It's there. Couldn't be more clear in 1 Corinthians 3. Do you not know that you are God's temple? And that God's spirit dwells in you. When does God's spirit dwell in you? Right now. Right? 24-7, 365. You are indwelt by the third person of the Trinity. God, the Holy Spirit. Okay. I'm be honest with you. I've taught this and I, you know, 30 years. I still try in this little finite pea brain of mine. I still cannot comprehend the fact that I am indwelt by the third person of the Godhead. That supernatural truth is part of all of our sanctification trying to figure out how to, how to work that out. But in order to, to work that out and to begin to live in victory, you got to keep that aware. You got to keep that aware because we tend to, by default, slide into the natural. It takes diligence, prayer, being connected in Bible study, fellowship, coming to church. That's why we do this, to keep the supernatural, the spiritual present in our life, aware. It's when you disconnect from the church that suddenly it's all up to you again and you're, you're isolated. Core of why we do all this is to keep the spiritual world, the supernatural world to the forefront of our lives. That's why you need fellowship. That's why you need people around you to keep Jesus, the word, everything to the forefront. Because by default, 
we go to the path of least resistance. By default, we go to the flesh. Okay? So, then you're like, okay, how many of you are praising God that you've been baptized with the Holy Spirit? Right? You're like, okay. So, can you give me a little bit of help here? Okay, you say I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. The Bible says the Holy Spirit indwells me. The person of the Holy Spirit indwells me. You say that because I have the Holy Spirit, resurrection power, I can go, I'm, I'm, I'm allowed to go into that room and get it. What's going on then? Help me out a little bit here. How do I do this? Okay. Now, I will say this. Um, back in last June, if you go on our website, there's a series called The Praxis of Power. And it's a series on the Holy Spirit that we did here for weeks. I encourage you, obviously we can't do it today. Go back. Look at that. It's like almost seven weeks. It's called the Praxis of Power. Praxis, P-R-A-X-I-S, is practice and theory. We put it together. So I did a series last summer on the Holy Spirit and accessing this power. I encourage you to go, go watch that. But today I just want to share with you, give you a little practical. Ephesians 5.18 do not get drunk with wine, for that is debauchery, but be filled with the Spirit. In another version, the HCSB, it says, don't get drunk with wine, which leads to reckless actions, but be filled by the Spirit. Okay, so we're indwelt, okay, we've been baptized in the Spirit, we know at the moment of salvation we're indwelt by the Holy Spirit. Ephesians 5.18 commands us to be filled. Now, there's a distinction. You've got to get this now. There's a phrase some of you may be familiar with. It's called one baptism, many fillings. Today, maybe it's easy. If you, the baptism word kind of throws you off, you could say one indwelling, many fillings. Okay? So here's how it plays out. This, is, this makes it real practical. We settle the issue. Maybe you need to settle the issue that you have had one baptism, one indwelling. At the moment of salvation, Holy Spirit enters your life. Amen? Okay. That's the one. The many fillings is what Ephesians 5.18 talks about. When it says be filled with the Spirit, it's not like your gas tank. It's not like a pitcher of water, okay? The word filled means controlled. It simply means controlled. And that the way the verb is, it's be ye, being, like continuous present tense. The command is for us to be ye, being, controlled by the Holy Spirit. That's how you make door number two real. I believe, I settled the issue that I am indwelt. I've been baptized with the Holy Spirit. Now I am commanded to continually be controlled by the Holy Spirit. Okay? If you read Galatians 5, now you understand the battle because Galatians 5 talks about the flesh versus the spirit. Hmm? How many of you have experienced a little flesh versus the spirit battle? We all do. Galatians 5 calls it out. That's what's going on. When you're struggling, I'm indwelt. I'm called to let the Holy Spirit control me. When I sin, when I make choices that, that really dishonor God, I simply have chosen the flesh. I have simply chosen to get what I want, my desires, my whatever, me, 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 and I have said no to the Spirit's control. Now, when you do that, the Bible talks about quenching the Spirit and grieving the Spirit. Okay, that's why we confess and we repent, because we make it right. 
okay? So you can quench the Spirit, you can grieve the Spirit, but the Holy Spirit doesn't leave you. You're sealed with the Holy Spirit. Huge difference, okay? So if you're out there, and, you know, how many of you ever heard someone say this, or maybe you, you say, I'm feeling really dry right now. I just feel really dry, and I just don't want to go to church, and I'm just, you know what it might be? You've drifted into the land of flesh. And what you need to do is confess and repent, maybe spend some time in worship and prayer, because the Holy Spirit is still right there. You just got to choose to come right back. God never moved. You might have quenched the Holy Spirit. You might be grieving the Holy Spirit. Confess. Come back. Okay? Wayne Barber says this, How do I live wisely in a dark, hostile world? I am constantly saying to the Lord, Yes, Lord, whatever it is. By saying yes to him, I am saying no to my flesh. I am being controlled moment by moment by moment. I am constantly aware of his presence in my life, moment by moment by moment. Practicing the presence of Christ as I am willing to yield to whatever his will is in my life. Yield. Everyone say yield. Ooh, that's a tough one. Everyone say surrender. Everyone say submit. A lot of times we're quenching the power of the Holy Spirit because we won't yield, surrender, or submit. I can't tell you how many times I've had counseling in my office over 30 years. I'll bring, I'll bring out the scripture and say, I know. Yeah, I know what it says. I know. I know. I know. What's the real issue? They won't yield, surrender, or submit to the word of God. And when they don't do that, they're quenching the Holy Spirit. They've grieved the Holy Spirit. And now they're trying to live their life on their own. That's just kind of, that's the mechanics. That's what's going on in life, okay? So I'm hoping that in sharing this, God might be saying, you might be having your own aha moments. Oh, I get it. I get it. I never understood this Holy Spirit. I didn't, wow, I get it. I'm hoping that somewhere along the line today that there's going to be these light bulbs going off like, oh my gosh, it makes so much sense now, right? Philippians 2.12 Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only as in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out or bring unto completion your salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. How many of you like coming to church? How many of you at one point in your life did not want to come to church? Who changed that? God. He, wore, he changes your desires. You didn't change it. He changed it. But for the grace of God and the power of the Holy Spirit, I would be, wouldn't be here. Wouldn't be here. So if you're like wondering if God is real, well, ask yourself, do you, love, do you want to do the will of God? Do you have a desire for the things of God? That's a supernatural, spiritual, God-given desire. Okay? Someone once asked this question about, you know, the flesh versus the spirit. They said, okay, the Holy Spirit is a resident in your life, right? We settle that. He's resident. He resides. He is resident. But is he president? That's a great question. And then you multiply that X number of times throughout the day when you face different things. 
Because every time you're faced with a trial, you got to say, okay, who's president here? El presidente, right? Because sometimes, I don't know about you, but I like to wear that president hat. And we'll let the resident, right? How much different if we let him be president? Much more. Right? Resident versus president, man. That's a zinger right there. That's a zinger, right? Charles Swindoll. The Spirit of God does more than just help you out a bit. He provides the complete enablement to live a life that those without Christ can't even imagine. It includes such practical things as the power to control your tongue, the strength to face each day's challenges, the ability to clean up your thoughts, a way to guard yourself from temptation so that you don't plunge after one lustful lure than another. The authentic Christian life offers you hope beyond the downward drag of the flesh. Amen? And here's the thing. What I love about this and what I hope you're catching what we catch here, it isn't this. It doesn't have to be. Now, there's nothing wrong with this, but you and I can experience supernatural victory in your own personality. If you're quiet, you can experience resurrection power in your quietness and in your introversion. If you're extroverted, you can experience resurrection power in your extroversion. You don't have to conform. You know, it's not like group think around here and, and group action. Well, you know, da, 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 da. no, around here is if it's appropriate and, and, and resurrection power, and you, just, and you want to put your hands up as, your, as a symbol, then put your hands up in worship. If it, that's not you and you're more just quiet and reserved and you worship that way and it's meaningful to you, 100% fine. That's the glory of the, being indwelt by the Holy Spirit having resurrection power available because God made each one of you just the way he wanted you to be. You don't have to be like me and you don't have to be like the person next to you. And you can still enjoy resurrection power. Because you being you, you're going to go out into the world, into your own circle of friends that like you as you being you, and you're going to minister to them as you being you. But if you get goofy and start trying to act a role because you saw Bill, and I guess I got to be like Bill. So you go out there, your friends will be like, dude, what got into you, man? You're no fun anymore. Not, not that Bill's not fun, but I'm just saying, you know. Be you. Let the power of the resurrection through the indwelling Holy Spirit manifest Jesus in how he made you. Just be you. That's what I love about the community church. As much as it creates more uh, tension at times and more trials, what I love here is the diversity of the church. Of the diversity of the church. We had Martin wearing a suit yesterday, like handsome as I've ever seen him here. And we had Elder Mark in shorts (laughs) playing the bass. And I'm like, all right, let's celebrate the church. Right? Martin looks like he could have done it because he was dressed more nicely than me yesterday. And I'm like, man, look at Martin outdid me. And then I look behind, oh, wait, Mark, I'm good. So, you know, it's like, (laughs) because it's just outward, right? We have the freedom to manifest Jesus in how he made us because he says we are all God's workmanship, right? But today I just just really want you to, to understand Mark said he will baptize you with the Holy Spirit. Acts 2, the Holy Spirit came. 
Fast forward to 2023. If you're a believer, you have the Holy Spirit. The same one. That's the same one. The same one. I, 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 again, I get so far and then my brain goes, Gook, and I just, like it's trying to ponder that. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead indwells God's children. Yeah. Right now. Yeah. Same one. Right? Yeah, stunning. So I encourage you, just kind of just reflect on that this week. Just reflect on it. These kind of truths you just have to reflect on. I mean, seriously. Sometimes you'll be driving and you'll have that aha moment. You'll be like, I get it! Or you'll be at home and sometimes, you know, it just comes. You're like, this is what they were talking about. Yes. Yes. Right? And then Romans 8 says this. You are not controlled by your sinful nature. You are controlled by the Spirit if you have the Spirit of God living in you. And remember that those who don't have the Spirit of Christ living in them do not belong to him at all. So we wrap this up by saying this. Based on those verses right there, there's really only two people on this planet at this very second. Think about that. This very second with, what is it, 7 billion, 8 billion people on this planet? There's only two types of people right now at 1127. Those who have the Holy Spirit and those who do not. And the difference is those who know Jesus and those who do not. For those of us who have put our faith in Christ, I'm hoping that today you're celebrating the baptism of the Holy Spirit. You're celebrating that all of God's resources are behind door number two and that you have access 24-7, 365. For those of you who don't know, I pray that today you will. I pray that you'll settle that issue and that through faith in Jesus, you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit today before you leave. So Father, thank you for our time this morning. It's it's mind-blowing. Mind just so so crazy to try to comprehend what it is to be baptized, indwelt with the third person of the Godhead, the Holy Spirit. 24-7-365. To have resurrection power available to us as we navigate the natural world, the world of stuff, the world of people the world of finances, the world of relationships, the world of health, the world of all the things that's out there in the world. Thank you that we don't compartmentalize as believers. The reality of the spiritual, supernatural world is as real as what's outside those windows. So Father, if we have grieved or quenched the Holy Spirit in any way as believers... We confess our sins before you. If we have been in the flesh, disobedient, we confess our sin before you. And we repent and we turn. And we yield, surrender, and submit to the indwelling Holy Spirit once again. He's not just resident, he is president. And that's our choice. So, Father, thank you. Thank you 
that not only did Jesus die, but he rose from the dead. That truly is the good news. And we just give you a, a few moments here as believers to talk to Father about the Holy Spirit. Maybe confess, maybe just open up your heart, talk to Father about what it means to be baptized, what it means to be controlled by the Holy Spirit because you are a child of God. And then Randy will come on up and introduce us into communion. Before we jump into uh, announcements, there's a, the word of the day is plethora because we have a plethora of announcements. And uh, coming off of uh, Good Friday and Easter, I just, I just as we kind of springboard into the rest of the year together, and before we know it, you know, we'll be planning Christmas Eve service all over again, right? Um, but as you, as you hear really what the Lord is doing through these announcements, I, I pray that it will put a smile on your face that the Lord is doing some wonderful things here, like across the board in all the ministries. And when we do announcements, you know, I know, you know, that it's always a challenge in, in churchdom, you know, how do you make announcements engaging? How do you keep people focused? Because, you know, we know a lot of times it's announcement time and everyone, you know, you know. <laughs> I really want to, to flip the script and, and encourage you when you hear an announcement, even though it doesn't pertain to you necessarily, celebrate that God's doing something. That we're, that we're even able, with the facility and with the resources God has given, to do his work, his kingdom work. So there's a lot, and, and I really pray that even as we do the announcements, that God would be speaking to you. That maybe it's a way for you in a month, a week, or whatever, to, to engage in this church family differently. Okay, so uh, I just want you to know that you know, there's going to be quite a few today, but really celebrate what God is doing across the board in all the ministries. Amen? Thank you. Merry Christmas. <laughs> it's already here. That's sort of funny. Um, we, we do have a, a lot of announcements, but usually at the very first of the month, we celebrate birthdays. But somebody told me that they have a birthday today, and I don't want to front them off, but her name is Janet. <laughs> and her, her daughter, Kimmy, ratted her out. So you can thank your daughter for that. So happy birthday, Janet. Um, I want to talk I did a little bit about a celebration of last, last week when we celebrated on the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. It was such a great day. I don't know about you guys, but it was so much fun. We had the best time just celebrating from Good Friday to um, Saturday. If you, didn't, if you missed it on Saturday, there was an egg extravaganza in Libby Park that my wife Kim was actually part of the play with. They sort of asked um, my wife, hey, can you help out behind the scenes? She goes, sure. He goes, here's the main role of a play. So that's redemption. But we had the best time there. And then Easter service here was just off the hook. It was such a great celebration. And I mean, we had, I think it was 1,400 eggs. And we didn't tell anybody, but there was money in some of them because somebody decided to put dollar bills in 100 of the eggs and... Somebody had to up them. They put a couple 20s in there. I'm like, oh, my gosh. No, we don't approve of gambling here, just to let you know. But it was just a, a, an unbelievable celebration that day. I mean, we had such a great time just celebrating, you know, the resurrection of our Lord and Savior. So for all of you that helped out, thank you so much. It was a very much a team effort. We had people here all weekend setting up and breaking down. So thank you for everyone that volunteered. Um, the next announcement I have is for Team Challenge. If you don't know... Teen Challenge, we come alongside of Teen Challenge in so many different ways. Um, we have ladies that go down and pray with them 
on a monthly basis. Um, and then we go down a few times a year and we do service for them at their facility, which is when I mean, we go down to bless them, then we end up being blessed just hearing their stories because they all have their stories of addiction and everything. And they're on the one step program and that's Jesus Christ. And it's just a great program they have. So saying that on the 30th, we're going to have team challenge come here. Breakfast slide. This is next Sunday. If you come next Sunday, you don't see a bunch of girls here. It's the following. It's the 30th. <laughs> so uh, I should be looking at the monitor, but I'm not. Um, so on the 30th, please invite. It's a great um, service to invite friends. I mean, it's, you know, they, it's not like a regular church service. They come up and they tell their stories and how Jesus evolved, how they affected their lives. So please invite people, and we're going to be truly blessed by them. And also, too, they have a little stand set up. They sell succulents. And it, it's sort of, they have an uh, individual testimony to each one of the succulents. So and it's a fundraiser for them to support their program. So please come and join us in two weeks on the 30th. And now we're going to see a video on women's ministry, and that's all I know. <laughs> oh, I'm Kathy, and I wanted to tell you about a few events that the women's ministry team is planning. Uh, as you can see, I'm at the Ojai Meadows Preserve. Uh, it's right next door to Nordoff High School. And uh, last year, we volunteered with the Ojai Valley Land Conservancy, and we helped at uh, preserve the trails at the river. Uh, Ventura River Bottom. This year, we're going to be at the uh, Ojai Meadows, uh, again, right next to Nordoff, uh, also maintaining some trails in this area. Um, just a beautiful place to be in Ojai, and so we wanted to uh, volunteer in our community, and this is one way that we're doing that. So it, the event will be April 29th at 9 a.m. to about 11 a.m., we will meet at the uh, parking lot at the St. Thomas Church, which is right next door. So in the very back of the parking lot, 9 a.m., April 29th, we will meet there, and all are invited. And I want to say that last year we had families come out, and it was a great event for kids. Kids can run around here as well. So it's a great event for kids to come and help and be part of this, and as well as anybody who would like to come. So all are welcome. All are invited on April 29th. The other event I'd like to tell you about is that the women are planning to have a worship evening together. And that's on May 6th at 7 o'clock at the well in the Commons. Uh, and it is, is just for women. Uh, and it's just being about an hour, about uh, from 7 to 8 o'clock. We're going to have a time of uh, singing together, worship with uh, Shiloh, Gloria, and Maya. We'll have some brief uh, sharing on worship and prayer and a time to pray together as well. So as many women can come, uh, it's going to be a great event. I'm very excited, looking forward to that. Uh, if you have any questions, uh, email me. Uh, and also, uh, all, this, all the information will be on the church website. Thanks. All right. Let's give it up for Kathy. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Um, if you guys don't know me, I'm Isaac. I help with the youth here with Crossroads. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> I'm just here to give a praise report for the, uh, for the Mario Kart tournament that we had last Friday. We have a few pictures here. Yeah, we did a Mario Kart tournament, and then right after the tournament, we shipped all the students to the collection and watched the movie. And I'd say it's a 7 out of 10 movie. I recommend it. It's pretty good. Yeah. And yeah, I just want to say Tuesday... We do have youth group. That's the high school youth group. 
And then Wednesday, we have the normal youth group. And yeah, now we have Randy and Bill. Well, it's our turn. Mutton Jeff. Brother. We are here to promote the Soli Businessmen's Conference in Fraser Park. You're really tall. You don't have any shoes on. I don't like shoes. It's for everybody. Very diverse. Very diverse. Step over here. Here we go. Go ahead, brother. No, I'm good. You go ahead. You're with me? Yeah. Well, today is a very important day at 2 o'clock. It's the registration hour begins online. For what? Solely business conference. Oh, solely business. Uh, What's solely business? Well, it's kind of hard to explain. Oh. There's not a lot, uh, you know, that I can share. It's a men's conference. Oh. There's a lot going on. Oh. There's uh, cabins to sleep in. Cabins. Right? Some sort of padding through the bed. You bring your own... Bunk beds? Kind of. Get there early to get a bottom bunk. Can't really share a lot of detail. Oh. It's an opportunity for the brothers to spend time and grow the relationship with Jesus. It's a men's ministry thing? It's a men's ministry thing. But I'm thinking that if it's a men's ministry thing, um, isn't it kind of like for the women? Well, yeah, because when the men come home, that's definitely for the women. Ah, that's what I was thinking, There's you see, because I'm them. always wondering about that. So the men get together and do a men's ministry thing, but it's the women that really um, enjoy the benefits of what God does. Why right? don't you share with them about the business part of solely business? Well, I don't know about that. Well, there isn't any. Oh, that's, the, that's why. It's a whole faux thing to yeah. tax deduction. Well, why don't things, we just right? show them what happens? Let's do that. Okay. We've got a couple of minutes. Uh, Let's just show you what happens, men. Pay attention, men. failed me all my days I've been held in your hands from the moment that I wake up until I lay my head oh I will sing of the goodness of God Father, known you as a friend, and I 
So there you go, man. That's just a little brief uh, synopsis of what we see up in the mountains for solely business. And that's what's happening is that this solely business thing is really about an opportunity for men to get together, 160 men on a mountain with no cell phones, no technology, no nothing but you and your heavenly father for 48 hours. It's awesome. Amen? Amen. What else do they have a lot of there? There you uh, there's go. A there's, man, a... there's a man who speaks from experience right there. You saw a little bit of that. There you you can't show solely slides. So there's two there. kinds of food at solely business. The food that fills you here and the most important food that fills you here, hence solely business. So put up that slide. Men, this happens right now three times a year, and today is a day to sign up. And solely business has a T-shirt that I should have worn today, but I didn't because I'm not very organized, right? They didn't have one in triple extra large or I'd have worn one. <laughs> On the front of this shirt, it says, absolutely. I love that. And I was wearing that shirt one day and somebody walked up to me and said, absolutely what? And I turned around and on the back, it says, man of God. I love that. So if you are a man of God or if you would desire to be a man of God, if you want to spend 48 hours with your heavenly father, this is the place to come. And Today, just be one of the guys. Just be one of the guys. Yeah, it's just one of the guys from all different walks of life. We're all just, we're all just guys in the mountains together. It's a great opportunity. There is a sign-up. Now, pay attention to this slide, guys, because um, I'm sure many of you at 2 o'clock today are going to sign up. This thing fills up very quickly. Very quickly. So today at 2 o'clock, the signups start. If you want to go to solely business, and I highly recommend that you do because absolutely, right? Who wouldn't want to spend 48 hours to hear from their heavenly father in the mountains? It's a beautiful thing. So you can go to influencersbakersfield.org. And when you get there today at 2 o'clock, because I know you're all going to do this, you're going to tag events and it's going to say solely business, and you're going to tag that solely business on your computer, and it's going to say register and paid for June 2 through 4. You got between now and 2 o'clock to pray about going to solely business on June 2nd through the 4th. Pray about it. Listen for your heavenly father to tell you what you should do. And if he tells you to go, sign up, and you can register and pay. And if you can't pay, if there's some reason that you cannot afford to go as 250 bucks for the weekend. Do not let that be an obstacle. There are plenty of opportunities to have that provided for, okay? 
So and having you can said that, without paying. you can register without paying. Absolutely. You don't have to pay today. You can just register, just register today. So do that today, guys. Prayerfully consider going to solely business. It's a great opportunity. Randy and I have been doing this for, for a number of years now. Uh, some of the guys here have gone. If you have any questions today before the sign-up starts at 2 o'clock, you can, you can uh, check with him. <laughs> or me. I'll check with him. Yeah. I'll be online registering. Yeah, at 2 o'clock we'll be registering <laughs> because we, we register uh, as, as participants. We're hosts, okay? And so uh, we will be registering at 2 o'clock. But if you have any questions, check with us. Absolutely. Amen? Amen. God. Amen. Absolutely. All right. That's at Fraser Park, right? Oh, how long is the drive in case one of the guys, someone's wondering? What's it usually? Okay. Yeah, it's just right there. So I really encourage you. Um, gentlemen, pray about it. Seriously. And uh, a couple other announcements. We mentioned yesterday uh, Pat's Memorial. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to attend, it is on our YouTube channel. And so we do have a YouTube channel. I just wanted to kind of make you aware of that as well. Uh, some of you may not know. So we have uh, every Sunday service is up there. And then even Pat, not just Pat's, but other memorial services are on there. So um, you can take advantage of that. And finally, uh, Mark wanted to re- remind us all that on May 7th, we have a Homes of Hope barbecue fundraiser. Uh, we are going to be building two homes in Tijuana, right? Tijuana in June. And so uh, as part of that, we'd love to invite you to come on out and uh, help kind of support that. All the money is going to go to to the homes and everything that's necessary. Uh, Mark asks, if you would please sign up at the welcome card and put your name and just how many people will be in your party. Uh, that way we can help plan for the food.